Welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 33, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Mil Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm great, Greg. Nice to be with you. Nice to have you here. So week 33 uh, is in the books. Report just came out. Um, Not necessarily the bounce back we were hoping for. What did you see in the report this week, Milt? Well, um, I guess I would say disappointing in some respects and same time, perhaps not overly surprising. Um, What we did see in week 33 was a step back in performance for both CN and CP, more so for CN than for CP, which is often the case where the swings are more dramatic for one versus the other. CN, after showing some progress, uh, fell back to 68% on time order fulfillment in week 33, uh, down from, I think, 75% the prior week. Uh, CP took a smaller step back. You know, they were above 90% for a couple of weeks in a row, came in at 87% um, in week 33. So at a top line level, um, not too bad. Of greater concern, though, is always those underlying numbers when you get below the headline. And for CN, uh, the issue is their inability still to maintain consistent, durable, uh, empty car spotting capacity week in and week out. You know, we had two good weeks, quote unquote, uh, in weeks 31 and 32, where they spotted more than 4,000 cars a week for ATC shippers. Uh, which was materially better than we had seen in the you know month or so prior to that, and this and in week 33 that number came back down to around 3,800 cars. Um, CP on the other hand had a has had uh, you know a good run of empty car spotting, um, so you know their performance seems to be a little bit more durable. The other area, of course, that we talk about. Uh, generally every week, which is a concern, is this uh, rollover of unfilled orders from week to week. CP had made some progress the last two weeks, keeping that number around 500. Uh, That's gone the other way on them in week 33. They're back up pushing 900, and CN is back up over 1,000. So between the two railways, you know, we've got 2,000 unfilled orders that are kind of come from week 33 into week 34, which is just going to have the effect of, of pinching capacity. So it's kind of more of the same, if you will. Yeah. Capacity just does not seem to be matching demand. Something we've been seeing for, well, pretty much, you know, the majority of the grain year, uh, even despite the high volume numbers, we just can't seem to get there. It's uh, particularly problematic. Definitely hearing from shippers out there that, it's really hard to execute some sales programs uh, with this kind of performance from the railways. Provincially, uh, Milt seems to be some you know general uh, uh, mirroring of overall performance. But anything anything catch your eye on from a provincial standpoint? No, nothing in particular really. As as you would expect, when system performance declines, um, performance within the provinces declines. And I would say in week 33, there were really no surprises. There was a general decline in performance across each of the provinces, pretty much consistent with what we saw at a system level for both CN and CP. And uh, I guess on a positive note, at least there weren't many, uh, you know, large swings in performance uh, across provinces. So consistency, um, small C, if you will, 
uh, in performance, whether it be in Alberta, Manitoba, or Saskatchewan by both CN and CP, and pretty much aligned with what we saw at the system level. Thanks, Milt. Uh, going forward, obviously, we're you know we talked about last week this idea of what is happening out there as far as this this seemingly inability to to meet the demand of the sector. You've been taking a, a little bit of a look, and I think we'll be stretching out a con- this conversation over the next few weeks. But uh, looking forward, uh, particularly on CN, because it's an interesting, I think the most interesting case between the two railways. Uh, what are you seeing right now in some of your looks at uh, differences between, between capacity and demand? Well, as you say, we've uh, we've started to take a kind of a preliminary look at this issue specifically in the context of, you know, um, if we look out to the future, what are the things that should concern grain shippers and and what are the forces that are at play that, you know, need to get to the top of the conversation. Um, Railway performance, uh, specifically for grain, uh, although other sectors might mirror this, but we don't have any data to, to support. Uh, an analysis for those sectors, you know, has declined uh, generally for CN in particular um, over the last couple of years. You know, we looked at uh, CN's on-time order fulfillment performance versus uh, demand on a weekly basis going back over the last two and a half grain years. And the trend is is very clear. Uh, Volumes are going up, which I think is not a surprise to anyone and performance is going down. Since the 2018-19 grain year, we can look at three years of performance uh, for that particular time period. And what we see in the face of growing demand, uh, and we can quantitatively demonstrate where performance is, is going in the wrong direction. It's, it's going in the opposite direction of demand. In 2018-19, they were delivering 91% of cars on time each week. In 2019-20, that went down to 83%. And this year, we saw 65%. CP, a little bit less so. Uh, performance uh, from an order of fulfillment perspective seems to have you know, mirrored the growth in demand, or at least hasn't deteriorated in the face of growing demand. So that's a, that's a good sign, a uh, much better sign than what we're seeing on, on CN. The other issue, of course, because it's topical, um, is this issue of overall railway traffic levels and the impact on those levels as a result of the global pandemic. And now the discussion is around the return of traffic levels uh, for those other sectors as global trade resumes and starts to you know, return to pre-pandemic levels. We, we know a couple of things in that regard. And again, looking at CN specifically, Um, There was a significant decline uh, year over year in traffic levels for CN during 2020. That decline was driven by non-grain sectors, where grain pretty much held its own and increased, which is consistent with the growing volume story that we've been telling for some time for grain. Um, But, you know, the other sectors have started to come back. And, and, and the resurgence of those sectors, if you will, started really in the late fall of 2020. So we've, we've been in a return to normal, if you will, for the better part of five months. We're still not there. Uh, but the question for grain shippers is, given that they've just gone through you know, the first 
six or seven months of the current grain year, seeing poor performance from CN when traffic levels were down, what does it mean for them when traffic levels get back to where they were? I think it speaks specifically to the issue of capacity and the ability of the railway to get capacity back to the level that it needs to be. And I'm not sure that that's a given at this point. Yeah, definitely a concern. And, and, you know, obviously, and we've talked about it here, but, uh, you know, the volume records have been one thing, but the reason we, and I think podcast listeners probably, probably get this by now, but the reason we look at, at timeliness and this order fulfillment metrics each week are because those, those kind of things matter when you're planning a supply chain, you know, efficiency, being able to move your product when you need to move it to link up all the parts of the chain, very important. And even when it's not happening, it costs, you know, everybody money other than the railways ultimately uh, and creates all kinds of problems. So we're not really optimizing, you know, our exports and our movement of grain in the way we want them to. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this uh, to see whether this, obviously this downward trend uh, is concerning. We'll probably have to unpack a little bit why that's happening, why it matters but we'll leave that for future future podcasts. Milt, thanks a lot for joining us as always. Uh, for those who are interested, you can go to agtransportcoalition.com to see the reports and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.